What is going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 182 of Little Lessons. As always, I'm your host, Carter Noble, joined by our fantastic co-host, Carl Wilkin. What's up, dude? Not a whole lot. Uh, we've got some interesting news coming out of the competitive side of the VGC, TCG, all that jazz stuff. Uh, we know when our ICs are going to be now, which yeah, is exciting. Yeah, all four of them. We, we know no, about... But, but Carl, only three. But Carl, there's four ICs. What what are you talking about? Uh, so we'll talk about it when we get to it. But they removed um, OCIC due to. I I'm going to say Pick more so reason. just because money and not really wanting like everybody to take their time to go out to Australia. <laughs> Yep. to go play an event it, it traveling to australia is already probably hard enough for the majority of the player base the fact that it's so far away it's surrounded by oceans so you have to fly like there's no driving or traveling or anything like that like you would go to for naic euic for people in europe stuff like that so i w- i would imagine in the near future that we probably see the removal of um laic as well that probably goes the way of the dodo as well in the next coming years um and they might go to doing two majors in each of the uh like two ic's in each each eu and na each year you know i'm surprised i'm surprised they don't like i understand the idea of removing oceania I, I do. Like you said, it's it's a very hard place to get to, et cetera, et cetera. I'm kind of surprised they don't just move it to, like, Asia. Like, I, I mean, I, just like, I, I know that's, it's weird so, to say that, but it's just like, you know, you have your North American, you have your European flag, not also just have, like, an Asian one. But, so it's because they removed most of Asia from the Oceania yeah. bracket. Like, they removed APAC. We're going on, what, three years ago now? Yeah. They removed APAC from uh, the the Pokemon Company International Network of, like, hosting events and such. And I I think Oceania is on its way out the door doing the same thing. It's probably going to be, hey, we're removing your really one big event a year that a lot of your players get qualified beat through. And you only have three regionals now. And so you're going to have to play a lot of locals and PCs. And eventually you're probably going to lose another regional and you're going to have to really travel to go qualify. And eventually they just get pulled from the market, which it sucks, right? Like obviously removing events is not really what you want to do, but you know, you and I coming from a magic background, uh, Carl, you have a cat in the box. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> I am well aware. <laughs> no, um, she gets to be punished and put on camera. You and I, coming from a, a magic background, uh, this is not the first time we've seen you know events go away. Uh, you know, Watsi. Uh, you know, it, it's. I don't know how much of it you actually followed now. Uh, but Grand Prix no longer exist. Like they, they yeah. just genuinely don't exist. Um, and it went from, you know, a, a Grand Prix every other weekend, essentially to zero of them. Um, and then you have event organizers like star city games that, you know, 
ran an event essentially every weekend for an entire year and then went, this cost us so much money, we can't afford to do this again. Like, Yeah. Like, we've seen it. Hosting events is expensive. It is um, absurdly expensive. <laughs> I and would like, say the majority of like the Pokemon Company International's budget for events is just to make sure they can get venues for each for each event they want to hold. And like, granted, uh, when it came to like Star City, you were also shipping your entire warehouse essentially across the country every week or whatever. Yeah, you know, even even though they're you know an East Coast based region, if it was Southern East Coast, that's still the length of the U.S. They had to ship their entire setup for and that's not including you know that that's just counting carts that's not counting yeah the actual equipment to run the event <laughs> yeah and you know um, then you get the, like one of the first things that went were the west coast events for star city and people are like why aren't you doing this and they're like do you know how much it costs to ship stuff to denver <laughs> like, yeah it's like we can't just drive there it's like we can't just take it ourselves we have to send it weeks ahead of us before like, we ever get star, there star city's out of rhode island right uh no roanoke oh virginia that's correct that's correct like <laughs> how far is it from virginia to denver i would imagine at least probably two thousand plus miles Let's see distance. Uh, sixteen hundred. Oh, it's only sixteen. I'm very surprised by that. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it it seems it's a little shorter than you think it is. I guess. Uh, from Denver to Roanoke specifically is fifteen hundred, fifteen thirty six, which is a twenty two and a half hour car ride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you're taking shifts in that one. You're either gonna be sleeping and swapping, or you're gonna be resting at some place. And... Or you are throwing that on UPS and shipping it, <laughs> or a plane. I, I imagine most of the times it was going to be on a plane, which yeah. gets extremely expensive, extremely fast. And granted, Star City Game is a small organizer, right? Compared to Watsi. Now we're talking about. Or yeah, we're talking about Pokemon, right? Like we're we're talking about the most successful media franchise of all time. Like which I understand when they don't even corners. organize their events. Yeah. They have them contracted out to other organizations to do that for them. Which is exactly they what Watson wanna... did with, with GPs. Yeah. And then uh, they went, nah, these are still too expensive. And like I I get it. It completely sucks. Yeah. And you know, I, I don't know off the top of my head what the average number of, like, regionals is we get a year or previously, right? Um, um I can probably check that really fast. How many uh, Pokemon regionals? I know or... we have 12 for this season so far for, for uh, NA. We have 12, and then there's three Oceania. Um, I think six European and then one Latin America. So I am currently looking up 2018 because that was like the last actual year we had stuff, right? It was mm -hmm. the last full year. Three, four, 
six, seven, eight, nine. Uh, there were 20 regionals, four ICs, um, no no special events listed here, but I'm sure, you know, obviously they are ran or whatever, but yeah, 20 regionals is not bad. And how many did you say we have currently on the schedule? Uh, I believe there's 12 in a, three Oceania, I think it's six European, and then one uh, Latin America. I think that's the I think that's what it is. Yeah, I think I think the the correct number is eighteen, if I'm counting correctly. So, I mean that that's not far off. Um, and what's funny is if you look at the uh, actual event calendar on Pokemon's website, uh, they have the Pokemon Oceania International Championships listed here. Really? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, what happens if I click this? What? Where does it send me if I click this link? Probably nowhere. Probably not. It doesn't exist. What happens if... <laughs> I just... You messed oh, it all up. Evidently. Carter broke the internet. Sorry, guys. Oh, I'm dumb. This is 2023. They don't have the 24 schedule up. Like, I about to say the twenty four. Like, schedule. man, this seems really weird. I feel like I recognize a lot of these events, and I don't, I don't think any of these are right because we're not going to Fort Wayne again this year. <laughs> no, we are not but, going to Fort Wayne again. Uh, if I if I did my math right for twenty thirteen, there were like the twenty thirteen season there were eighteen regionals. So like, technically less. Also coming off the back end of a pandemic where people weren't wanting to, you know, be interactive with each other. We so, have 21 events this season for 2024. And that is including uh That ICs is including stuff. No, not including it's, the ICs. That's just the regionals. Okay. So I don't know, man. It's weird to say that we have more events than we have historically. But they're also moving away from this one specific region. But again, I also understand it. Like, it sucks to see it happen, but there's, there's end of the day, there's nothing that you and I can do. It would be a community as a whole causing a huge uproar for these. And yep. I, I feel terrible for the people who, you know, this was their one local big event a year, you know? Yeah. Whereas, um... you know, Whereas us in the U.S., we have who knows how many regionals we can travel to. We have NAIC. We have bountiful number of events that we can like reasonably travel to. Reasonably, right? Like you know, yeah. without driving twenty-two hours across the country. <laughs> but I know, mean, it's... for us personally, there's only one that's within like a day drive distance, and it's pure. True. Yeah, we have like, Peoria, Knoxville, and Indy are both Knoxville, decently far enough. Knoxville is not a terrible drive. Um, coming from the guy who literally did it last year, um, it sucks. I would much rather fly, but I would also really like the idea of having my car and not having to rent a car for a week. Yeah, granted, I, he also went for an entire week. So, yeah. 
again I, same thing when we, when we drove to indianapolis last year it's just like we drove there because we wanted the car we were going to be staying a week plus and um indianapolis isn't the greatest about public transportation it's there it's just it's not always accessible where you're at so you kind of have to walk or get to the place where public transportation will pick you up and where we were well, staying see, I, at just wasn't reasonable i will glad i will be the first to admit down by the convention center down there in knoxville everything is walkable like, oh yeah like once it, you're it was... down there it's great but if and you're granted, not staying at the hotel there it's you're gonna have to have a car which you know we we stayed about 10 minutes out and it was really nice to go, all right, we're done with this part of the day. We can leave this behind. Yep. And, you know, drive back to the hotel and do whatever. But, uh, you know, also at the same time, it sucked because it was like, all right, uh, we'll meet you all in 10 minutes when we, leave, you know, <laughs> when we get there as opposed to, yeah, why don't you just walk across the street to our hotel or whatever. But Yeah, there, there, there's trade-offs. Yep. Like we we live we were fifteen minutes I think from the convention center in Indy, uh, so it's just like if we if I want if we wanted to go we had to leave a little bit early because we didn't want to get stuck in the traffic around there because mm -hmm. the way the convention center was set up traffic was god awful terrible. Oh, there yeah. was <laughs> multiple big events. <laughs> there were multiple big events going on that weekend. Like you could not get in <laughs> the, unless you showed so, up a little early. The last time I was in Indy. Uh, was for a, I think it was a Star City event, and um, it was a large tournament, and on top of that, they had a volleyball event going on. <laughs> so like, Sounds two of the right. main floors on the on the like two of the main uh places on the main floor were taken up by volley volleyball people. There was some other event going on as well. So like four of the you know how many ever auditoriums or whatever are taken up that weekend mm -hmm. it was just it was an absolute madhouse they had some kind of cheer thing going on while i yeah. was up there uh, maybe and that's what it was too i remember volleyball and i don't remember the other one but i remember there was a lot of screaming kids running around <laughs> <laughs> it could also just be pokemon it's fine <laughs> <laughs> um but to, the trade-off for losing the OCIC is it's fine. It's one less event for that region to play in, which does suck, but it's also going to save a lot of the money for like the people who are grinding really hard and trying to get play uh, championship points and things like that. So like you don't have to travel that far now. Now it's just like Australia has their regionals. They're not going to have a whole lot of influx from outside people going to that event because it's just like, that, that's what the, the ICs are, is like international championships. They expect people to travel to that. And for the regionals, they don't expect a whole lot of outside business. So now I guess the regionals are a little bit more localized and I guess more friendly to OCIC. Mm -hmm. but, so it'll, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how the Pokemon Company handles Oceania's region in the future. Um, but we also got updated prize pools and some more information about how the ICs are going to work in the future. Um, I'm very excited to talk about this increase in prize pool payouts, uh, especially for VGC, because it was... TCG had a decent prize payout for ICs all the time. TCG always had a really good prize payout. And like VGC and Go were kind of just like, ah, here's 
a couple thousand. It's fine. <laughs> uh, so now it's worth your time to go and take down this event. Um, the TCG payout uh, starts at $25,000 for first place for Masters. Uh, $7,000 for juniors and seniors. Um, finishing uh, payout goes to top 64 at TCG with uh, 2000 as the minimum. So essentially, if you make the the bracket stage or whatever, that's like top, top cut, I guess is what it's called, uh, you'll immediately have $2,000 in your pocket. Which is pretty good for going to an, going to an uh, international championship. Mm-hmm. Um, VGC starts at 15000 for Masters or 5000 for Juniors and Seniors and then caps out at top 32 for 2000 kind of the same way. And then Go uh, starts at 5000 and ends at top 25. Oh. Yeah, I don't I don't get it. <laughs> oh, okay. And 5000 to 400. Um, okay, uh, it, I'm like, it took me a real hard second to figure out what you just said. Starts out at 5,000 and we ends got at there. <laughs> Um Also looking at points payouts, uh, 500 championship points for first place, 400 for second, 320 for third and fourth. I don't know why it's just not 300. <laughs> that would make why sense. Why it's just not a, ra- a round number. <laughs> um. 250 for 5th through 8th, 200 for ninth through 16th, um, and so on and so forth down the line, tumbles down. If you somehow get to um, 1,024 players, uh, uh, 2,046 players, uh, the first like half the, st- <laughs> the event will get uh, 50 CP. If you somehow get to that absurd number. Okay, okay. I can handle that. Um, TCG is the only event that ever gets that big, right? Like, I would, thousand, I would be surprised. A thousand yeah. players is a I lot would be of people. Very surprised if we if we hit those numbers. I mean, Indianapolis had over a thousand TCG players. Yeah, I meant for for VGC was the largest yeah. we've ever had. It's like seven hundred something, eight hundred something. I don't quite remember. Yeah, like I know uh, it's for a lot. A regional, I should, I should. Say. Yeah, no, that is that is for a regional. It's like seven or eight. It's like yeah, I was, I was, you know, I, I'm sure like ICs and stuff are probably larger, but yeah. Hmm. Um, but they also explained how uh, like invites are going to work. So we understand from back before regional winners get invites automatic to worlds. Um, finalists for ICs get automatic invites for Worlds. Which I think is fantastic. So what that does is you have 21 automatic invites throughout all the regionals and then you have another 6 on top of that. So you have 27 automatic invites handed out via the ICs and regional championships. Which is good. In my opinion, I think that's good. Which <laughs> it it doesn't mean anything either if you if you go and you look at it because what what was the qualifying for 
for uh worlds this year for na what is it um you know off the top of my head i don't know was it 500 400 i don't i think it was 600 no that was tcg 600 was tcg i'm gonna say 600 sounds high that's tcg um Come on, Google, give me something good here. Give me something. UTC. Um, no, I want. How many points do I need to qualify for Worlds? It's five hundred for VGC Masters in the U.S. Is that now, or is that what it was? That is what it is. That is what it is now. Which they so, made it harder, right? They or that that that, that is harder. <laughs> yeah, so, that's what I'm saying. Is it was four hundred or was it five hundred, and then they just cut back how many points you can earn? Uh, so I it, I, that's the part I don't remember. It was four hundred. This mm-hmm. last season was three hundred because they for VGC because they that's cut right. us that's short right. because we didn't have four events. Um, and then this next season it's five hundred. So ICs pay out. 500 and 400 so first place is guaranteed an invite anyway <laughs> just even with points <laughs> why why i need to go sure. back and look at their math i sure <laughs> Like I understand, like you want that in the in the rules for T for the TCG because the TCG is six hundred, mm-hmm. um, but TCG also has a multitude of extra ways to get points because TCG is much easier to set up and run than it is to set up a VGC event, um, and so it's just like you put the automatic invites in there, but then you give them that many points for a win. Uh, like yeah, I get it's an accomplishment, but it's just like. You could have spread the points out into other, like, into regionals and stuff, too, at that point. But, mm-hmm. whatever. It, it just feels weird. It's like, yeah, automatic invites, but these people aren't going to care because they just get all their points anyway, and they already have their invites. So the automatic invite for first place PGC doesn't matter because, hey, you got it through points. Cool. Huh. Uh, they also adjusted um, travel awards, I believe. Oh, I haven't heard this. Uh, so TCG and VGC players eligible in each rating zone can qualify for a travel award by finishing top four uh, for point championships during certain like blocks um, towards the ICs. So okay. um, if you are top four in championship points at the certain threshold before an IC, you'll get a travel award bonus to go to that IC. Um, if it's in your region, it's $2,000 if you're above 18. If it's out of region, it's $3,500. Um, and this is for adults because obviously we're all m- mostly master players here. Um, if you are a senior or junior... You get twenty five hundred and five thousand, because parents and all that jazz. Players who finish fifth through sixteenth in the Pokemon TCG or fifth through eighth in VGC 
are eligible to earn a $1,000 travel stipend paid after the event and subject to them attending and competing at least one round of play in the main event. Yeah. Huh. That's usually, that's, that's the, that's the, the ticker, the kicker rule for all the stipends is they're always paid after. So interesting. It, it, okay. I... The, the travel award system is there for the people who are grinding. The mm-hmm. people who are going to multiple events and trying to finish high every season and do that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Which, that's cool. Again, it kind of de-incentivizes the auto-invites because people are going to be going to more events to just get points because they want to get these travel stipends for ICs and stuff like that. Yeah. But that's its, that's its own can of worms I don't want to deal with. Uh, but that's there was a lot of changes to the IC system and they're mostly good. Like I'm I'm not gonna say that oh all of these are like bad like the regional stuff was. Uh I don't haven't seen a bad thing yet about this any of these IC changes. Um if I did my math correctly, LAIC will be um regulation E, I believe. Because that starts in September and runs through the end, will probably run through the end of November. We don't know that for sure, but that should be right, right? Yeah, that's kind of just, I'm just following the pattern they've been doing for the last however many seasons. Um, the EUIC is going to be in London this year, uh, April 5th through the 7th in 2024. Um, and then the big news here is we are no longer in Columbus. We are no longer going to Ohio for our NAIC. Uh, we will be in New Orleans this year, this this season. All right. I'm looking now just for my sake. June 7th when, through the 9th. Let's see. Can I book a flight out that far in advance? You can. 100%. Let's see. So we'll leave. We'll leave the 6th why not and we'll come probably back. leave the evening of the 6th get there night of like early morning on the 7th if you really want to or you could leave at like 8 p.m and then get there at 10 p.m what's great is it's all the same time zone for us <laughs> true that is no that jet is lag very that's a Let's that's see. a big bonus the last i was uh, looking i saw flights for like 340 Let's see. Uh, three fifty four is the cheapest I'm seeing from uh from Kansas City to let's see where you have one stop. Uh, it's Kansas City to Dallas Fourth uh, uh DFW then down to yeah. Usually, because I don't think Kansas City goes straight to New Orleans. It's easier for them to yep. go to Dallas-Fort Worth and then Dallas-Fort Worth to New Orleans. Where is... You could you could do uh, KCI to Charlotte. <laughs> and God, honestly, no. It's a it's a dollar cheaper. <laughs> not a no, nah, that ain't fucking that ain't worth it. No, and it's not. A it's dollar. only a fifty minute difference. If you tell me like it was a hundred dollar difference, sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. But but like a dollar, nah. I'll just go to Texas. It'll be fine. Um, let's see. 
I need to change that to two passengers. Okay, so that's not terrible. They're both evening flights. Yeah. Interesting. Like I said, you'd want to leave the evening of the 6th and then get there, get in your hotel, check in. That way you'd be there Friday morning to do whatever. Yeah, seven seven ten for two flights is not terrible. So does I that might... mean we're going to NAIC? No, absolutely not. I make no <laughs> promises. We'll find out later. Is that is that what we're is that what I'm hearing? We'll uh, find out later. I, I mentioned a tip. I'm like, hey, what do you think about this? She's like, yeah, that sounds cool. And that was like the end of the conversation. Because uh, here's the thing: I'm also trying to plan and pay for a wedding next year, so you'll have like four months after that. After it's done, you'll be fine. And not really. It was like three, but who's counting? It's fine. Who's counting? I might go. We'll see. We'll have to talk to Kayla and see if I can figure out a way to go. If I do get to go. But New Orleans is a place I've always wanted to go to. And I think it'd be a lot of fun to go down there. It gives me an excuse, I guess, to go down there and travel. Instead of just like, I want to. Like, oh, I'm going for Pokemon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then just play the first round, drop, and then go experience New Orleans. Deal. Sign me up. So, yeah. What else do you want to talk about today? We still got like 30 um, minutes. So, we could talk about your new addiction to the TCG. Eh. I wouldn't call it addiction. It's just like I'm playing Lost Box because I like Lost Box. <laughs> you know, that's fair. Lost Box is a uh, one of the decks of all time. I'm about to say I've heard I've I've heard it's been like it's like really good. I'm just like, yeah, I just want to play it because it's like it fits the play patterns I like and Yeah, I mean, dude, that's yeah. Like I still is... play Unite more than I play the TCG. I literally opened the TCG to play my daily and then I'm done. <laughs> I uh I have stolen Smeargle's jump bluff deck. I'm currently 2-0 and with it. Take that with what you will. Um, the first game I won because neither myself nor my opponent uh, ever saw a second Pokemon, but I drew an energy. <laughs> so there you go. So I get a lot Hobbit, of wins that way. <laughs> yeah, Hobbit was able to uh, to get there and, and punch down a Magnemite, which I, I don't know if my opponent was playing that they had a Magnemite. But... Magnazone, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, the question is like, what is Magnazone doing? It's hitting things. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I've just been playing Lost Box when I'm not playing Unite. <laughs> uh, oh, mean, we I... have a uh, po- we have the uh, new Pokemon we got announced on the twenty second. Oh yeah, dude! I completely forgot about that because that feels like seven months ago at this point, right? Poltergeist. Uh, so this is a new Pokemon that they revealed through a really cool trailer system. Like, it was like a old Japanese story trailer kind of thing. It was like art was great and fantastic. Um, I really enjoyed watching it. Uh, we kind of knew this was coming though, because at worlds they had a whole tea ceremony and they handed out these special kits to a lot of just like content creators and stuff. 
Uh, so we kind of knew that there was some kind of T Pokemon happening, and Poltegeist and Sinistee are like the only actual T Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Poltegeist is going to be a grass and ghost type. Um, this is, uh, I guess what, the way this is going to work is this is going to be a convergent form of Sinistee, not Poltegeist. I hate how close these names are. I so, look up Poltegeist and all that comes up is, do you mean Poltegeist? I'm like, no. Well, so here's the thing, because Poltegeist doesn't have a wiki page yet. <laughs> Which, yeah, sure. <laughs> so it's like, oh, did you mean this? Because this is where this is. Like, here is this because this is, like, your search history stuff. But, like, the minute you tell it, it's like, no, I meant Poltergeist. Poltergeist pops up. Um. So, in my the canon in my head is Poltergeist inspired the name for Poltergeist. Oh, obviously, like right? that's the like, canon in my head. It's just like Sinistee wasn't a known Pokemon, but they saw Poltegeist and they saw Poltegeist, like just like, and that's kind of this where the name come from. Um, but this thing's really cool. Grass and Ghost, very good typing. Um, we've seen things like Pumpkaboo do really well, and uh, Gorgeist, Trevenant, um, all those. Grass and Ghost is just such a, a nice typing because Ghost actually removes a lot of the weaknesses from Grass. <laughs> like, it's actually helpful. Yeah, it's, for once. it's not, uh, it's not bad. It, it is not bad. Um, um, yeah, like, like you were saying, you do remove a lot of your, your weaknesses. They, they pair well, uh, together type-wise, but, uh, overall, it's, uh, it's interesting. I'm really hoping that we get uh, some kind of evolution. We might. I, I, we I might not. Be... I'm not sure yet. I, I don't know, man. It just... It seems... Like, not enough. It depends, right? So... so if you look at it, uh, its design is based off of, like, the gourd that you would drink matcha out of, right? So... In that sense, it is the same thing as like the teacup that you drink tea out of. That, that no, 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 no. So you you don't know what this. So this is the matcha. This is what you hold your matcha in to keep the moisture what? out. So it's just the jar of matcha, not the actual. Yes. Like... No, there's. This is not the anything related to the actual tea drinking, like tea, drinking of tea. This is where you hold your tea. So I hate it. I, I'm so confused. <laughs> That's why it's called the Matcha Pokemon, not the Tea Pokemon, right? Like, it's called the Matcha Pokemon because it's the Matcha Powder is in this jar. There is a lot of moving parts in a proper Japanese tea ceremony. It, a ton of I'm uncultured, parts. so I don't know these things. Did you watch any of the, like, the reveal trailer at all? Uh, so, I... Put it on and went fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. All right, Pokemon, cool. And so you missed it. the entire actual lore of it. So that's I why you're confused. That's your problem, not ours. You're supposed Man. to watch it when you're not at work. I I didn't watch it. Well, that's why you have no idea what's going on. 
So <laughs> Poltergeist is cool. Um, instead of like being like a vengeful ghost, like most ghosts are, it's kind of more into the restoring and healing and fixing things. Um, apparently, lore-wise, it lives in old houses and may patch up broken tableware. Um, and its ability kind of reflects that in hospitality. Uh, on Switch in, it heals for a small amount of HP. Um, we're kind of speculating that it's probably one-sixth or one-eighth, somewhere in that range, which isn't a lot, but if you're pivoting a lot, doing a lot of switches, that is something that can add up pretty quick. Um, we don't actually see exact numbers, so we didn't get exact, we don't have exact numbers, but the using looking through the keywords of some <laughs> that's usually means it's in the one eighth to one sixth range. Which you know, I mean that's a non zero amount of recovery, right? Like that's really good. It's significant, right? Like it's it's significant for certain things. Um especially if you're doing a lot of pivoting in and out. Um, absolutely we'll have to see like i said this thing might evolve it might not we don't know yet uh if it isn't something that evolves maybe it has decent stat you could like slap an eviolite on it a little cup it up dpec whatever um could be cool uh, if it doesn't evolve and this is just like a one of pokemon kind of thing the stats are probably going to be higher than synesty which could be really good it's it's interesting because this is a pokemon made for doubles mm -hmm. usually it's the other way around like everything's designed around singles this is a pokemon with an ability specifically for doubles and multi-battle i guess if you want to consider that interesting i mean like the ability is really cool right um it obviously sucks for singles players where they're just like this has no ability I'm but sure like, it'll have a different... Uh, maybe it might have a second ability. Like, obviously, right? Like, why wouldn't it have some kind of hidden ability or something? Um, I was scrolling through YouTube Shorts, as I do. Yeah. And uh, Pokeaim put out a thing about this, saying that, you know, in the trailer, it puts people to sleep, so there's, like, a non-zero chance it has access to, like, sleep powder and or spore. Uh, most I would not be surprised powder, if it's right? sleep powder. Yeah, like I would not I, be I'd be very surprised if it's spore. Um, but like, if it also has access to something like shell smash, like Poltergeist does, sleep it powder plus will. spore. It, I mean, uh, sleep powder plus shell smash is really cool as like a single type Pokemon because that's not something that exists off the top mm -hmm. of my head. Um, um, so it's yeah, like, no, I can't think of one. Let me let me just pull up showdown and do a quick search. I I like I said I can't think of any. I'm, um, I'm just like I'm sitting here trying to rack my brain on like shell smash Pokemon and none of them are ever grass type. <laughs> um, but yeah, like yeah, I, you don't exists. even think about it. You don't even think about it. Just like it might have access to sleep powder. It is a grass type. Mm -hmm. Um, so it could have access to sleep powder. It could be spore. Like I'd be very surprised if it's spore. But it'll also probably have access to hypnosis if it doesn't have access to any of that, which isn't great, but still there. Um, this could yeah, also even, have access even going, to uh, even going national decks. There are uh, zero Pokemon that have Sleep Powder Shell Smash. 
So like, yeah. if that exists, that's really freaking cool. It's, it's super niche for this thing. Um, it'll probably have access to the standard ghost stuff, Will-O-Wisp, Hex, Nightshade, Shadow Ball. I would would be remiss if it didn't have access to all that stuff. Um, a Pokemon with access to Sleep Powder and Will-O-Wisp would be really, really cool. Yeah, like, I mean, you, you get around, like, the uh, grass immunities by just, like, burning them. Uh, I'm sure, you know, obviously you have your, you know, Terra-type thing where you can actually, like, threaten the grass types as well. Like, grass types swapping in on your sleep powder or whatever you can you can threaten. Um, yeah. The big thing is, like, what kind of bulk are we dealing with on this thing? And yeah, and that's my, where my it's going to be. My first thought is, like, my first thought is, Based on design, it does not look like a bulky Pokemon. No, no. These, I'm looking at. I'm gonna look up Poltergeist real quick, and I want to see its base stats. Oh, it's bad. Uh, it is 60, 65, 65, 134, 114, 70. You say that it's bad. It's not that bad. 60, 65 is pretty bad. Yeah, one fourteen is pretty good. <laughs> uh, I, didn't, so, I didn't realize they had one thirty four special attack. Oh yeah, no, their special attack's really high on this guy. <laughs> yeah, did did not realize that. Um, so I could see something like a decent stat line, kind of similar to this. A little, maybe, maybe, um, maybe they designed it with less attack and put more into defense. I'm not sure. Yeah, who knows? Like you know, it, it, it could, could be away... faster. It could be significantly faster than Poltergeist. We don't know. It it could be less special attack, more defense. Like I mean, who knows? It'd be interesting if it's just like a bulky status healing kind of Pokemon. Doesn't mm-hmm. like isn't looking to actually deal damage, but just is looking to heal up and stall out games. Maybe It'd be interesting. I think. I think if this thing has, like, a good speed stat and, like, the, the idea behind it being a Pokemon that is built around, like, healing your, your partner, I think, uh, I, I have a feeling it might have, like, some signature attack as well that we don't know about yet, where uh, it's, like, you know, it, it, or have it access to have something like Life Do, uh, where it's just, like, it, its whole goal is to keep its partner alive. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's really interesting and a, a very cool idea behind it. Um, the big question is, is does it have the bulk to back it up? Or is it just yeah. like, is it going to be just too worse frail to... <laughs> Like, or is it just too frail to do anything? Yeah. Um, like I said, if this thing evolves and it has decent stats, like an Eviolite Poltergeist might actually be like decent compared to it like an evolved form of something um but yeah there's 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 still a lot we don't know about this pokemon uh we do know that it's like they're specifically leaning towards it being a convergent form of synesty so it could have its own evolution um so we'll have to see when the game comes out uh, we got what is it two weeks from now three weeks from now Three weeks. So we got, we got. Uh, it comes out on the thirteenth. So we got the thirtieth, and then the sixth, and then the thirteenth. So that's 
like three weeks and uh, two weeks in a day, two days or something. Is it the thirteenth? Thirteenth, yeah, comes out on a Wednesday, which is weird. <laughs> that is really weird. I won't be able to play till Thursday afternoon. I'll be able to play it. Wednesday is my normal day off. Yeah, I don't know what that's like anymore, at least. So yeah, it'd be 14, 15 days till it comes out as as of the upload of this episode. Fifteen days, not bad. Yeah, which yeah, sure, man. We'll figure it out then. I'm I'm very excited to see um, the story behind the DLC, everything related to it. I'm very excited for. So, if I, I can think... find the list of returning Pokemon. I might. Uh, Didn't we already do stuff about that? We did all of it. I want to try to find the list of just the teal mask. Uh, I want to see what's coming in just if I could find just the teal mask. What's coming? If we could find that a little early, we might do something with that. But because, like, like we said, we knew like when we did it before, it's like, oh, Incineroar's coming, and this and that's coming. Well, the Incineroar stuff's not until the last half of the DLC. So I'm try- we're trying to make maybe get ahead of Regulation E and kind of see like, oh, this is the Pokemon that are coming in the TL Mask. This is what we'll have access to and stuff like that. Ow. Ow? Why are you breaking stuff over there? Oh, it was my knuckles. I didn't need them. <laughs> so yeah. I think that's all the big Pokemon news up until now. I think so. I can't think of anything else that's new or exciting. We might be doing a fantasy football league if that gets started anytime soon. Yeah, um, Angelo and I are in the process of trying to get stuff set up, but I'm not sure. Um, I was supposed to have a draft tonight. Um, but that hasn't happened yet. I was about to ask if that was going on yet, because I was like, I'm going to be telling Carter who to pick in the middle of the podcast episode. Let me, <laughs> let me see. Um, as of last night when I joined, we were still missing five people. Wow. Um, and now we are missing five people. <laughs> the same amount. Good to know. So yeah, I guess next week we'll probably be, if I can find it, um, maybe a look at Regulation E because we might have the rules announced by then. That's because very true. That is very, the very true. Regulation D ends at the end of September, and usually that first week of that new month or that first when the season that first that month before when the season ends is when they put the new rules out. So we might have new rules come time to record for the podcast. Interesting. And Maybe. I guess we'll see. We'll find out next week then. Yeah, we'll see. We'll keep our ears glued and figure out some stuff to talk about. Uh, I know um, my last week, or whatever it is, the week of the 11th, that episode, that's my current, my currently planned, I think, last week. And that'll be Pittsburgh. That'll be Pittsburgh talk about. Post-Pittsburgh or pre-Pittsburgh? It'll be, because we record on Sunday, it'll be post-Pittsburgh. 
Gotcha. Unless, unless you want to record pre-Pittsburgh and try to figure out Regulation D. <laughs> Dude, I'm trying to figure out Regulation D now. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're playing in Baradat's thing, aren't you? I am, I am. Um, which the my entire group, I'm just like, uh, they're like, hey, do you have anything you want to play? I'm like, nope. <laughs> like, oh, here's some stuff. I'm like, all right, so here's the thing. Um, these teams are good, so... <laughs> so you should play them. <laughs> they look so boring, though, man. It's just like, here's Urshifu, Fluttermane, Lando. And then I look at the next one, and it's just like, for the same mods, I'm just like, these all look so boring to play. That might be what we do next week, then. We might talk about what hap- why why uh, Regulation D being the world's only format was a bad thing. We we could do... We haven't brewed a team on on uh, the podcast in a while. We might do that. <laughs> we got ideas flowing, folks. We'll have something else to do for you next week. Oh, yeah, they, they sent me a hard Trick Room team. I'm like, oh, I'm so off this. <laughs> trick Room's so bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, it doesn't, even, so it doesn't even have Cress on it. It's in DD Hat Armor Rouge. Just like, oh no. god! Like, I I understand like people playing in DD Rouge. Like, that's fine. Like in DD Hat Armor Rouge, I'm just hard fast. So then the other teams they sent me were uh, Lando Urshifu. Uh, let's see, both have Lando Urshifu. I guess that's actually oh Amungus, Lando Urshifu Amungus cores, and then your supporting cast is different. Oh, wait, no, they both have Chien Pao. Okay, yeah, these teams. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't play Urshifu without Chien Pao anymore. That's just kind of the rule. You're, so it's like, do you want Golden Go or Fluttermane? And then do you want uh, Tornadus or Iron Hands? I'm like, yeah, these teams suck. I, I Like, obviously, they're very good, right? Like, there's a reason that, like, they're recommending them. But, man, yeah. it's just not, it's not me. We'll figure something out. Yeah, yeah, we have plenty of time. I have until sometime this week to figure something out. So you know. Yeah, we got time. But so yeah, I think that's it. All right, where are we at time wise? Just under an hour. Yeah, quick and easy one this week. It's fine. We'll be fine. Yeah, quick and easy. So. As always, everyone, thank you so much for watching. Um, like, comment, and subscribe if you're listening over on YouTube. If you're listening on any of the audio-only platforms, make sure you uh, leave us a like, leave us a five-star review, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, help push our stuff against the algorithm because it really does help us out. If you are interested in following us and connecting with us on social media, you can do so over on X. That is at LR Lessons, myself at Mr. Missouri 25 Carl's at MusicalBGC. Uh, Carl and I are both on Twitch as well. Uh, he's more active than I am, and that's saying something. <laughs> I'm about to say, like, active is a strong word. Uh, you can find me at Mr. Mystery 25 across at Musical. Um, but where we actually are active is Discord. You can always join our community Discord down in the show notes. Um, it's a happening place where there's a lot of things going on at all hours of the day, it seems like. So uh, yep. if you are interested... Draft in- League's finishing soon. True, 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 true. We start Top Cut this week, right? Should be this week. Uh, should be so, starting on Tuesday. So, like, four weeks and, or three weeks and we're done? Yeah, three four weeks, weeks and we're done. Three weeks. Cool. So, 
because it'll uh, be congrats to everyone who made the top cut. I did not, so. <laughs> uh, most of them are locked up. We can talk. We can shout them out real quick if you want to. Yeah, sure. You got the list. Read them. Uh, congrats to Ale, Katie, Esquire, Cable out of the Canto group. Uh, congrats to Wim and Captain Aro and Jude for sure out of the Johto group. We're still waiting on one match in that one to determine uh, breakers and such. Uh, congrats to Yano Can, Lloyd, Swede, and Round Blue out of the Hoenn group. And then congrats to Splash, Stax, Niels out of the Sinnoh group. And we're waiting for one more result out of that one. So... There's two matches that are going to really affect like both Johto and Sinnoh standings. Um, and so we gotta kinda have to wait on them before we can add the last two members. Interesting. And that's it. Well, congrats to all of them. I'm I'm very excited to see how this plays out. Um we went from like what, forty eight players? Uh sixty four players. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes more sense. Down to 16. So now it comes down to uh, cutting that down to one. Yep. Um, so, yeah, congrats to all of them. Looking forward to just seeing how that plays out and going from there. So uh, past that, you can check out the website at lrlessons.com. Uh, the merch page is over there as well. And, you know, I want to give a shout-out to our $10 and up patrons uh, that are uh, – excuse me, hold on. I uh, want to give a shout out to up. our $10 and up patrons over on Patreon.com. Uh, that is Papa Swish and Johnny Bravo Sr. And Smeargle over on Discord as well because we have Discord subscriptions. If that is something that you are interested in. So um, that is going to be it for this week, everyone. Thank you so much. And until next week, have a good one. Peace.